How are you? I'm good. How are you? Oh, thriving. Thriving. <laughs> thriving. Just thriving. Only ever. How was your Thanksgiving? It was good. It was pretty quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just the me and the immediate fam, plus my grandmother. Same, same. Uh, yeah. So we all, all... My mom works from home. <clears throat> I work from home. My dad and my brother work together outside. So... We all got tested anyways, but my mom and I, it was probably unlikely that we were going to get anything. Mm -hmm. We both all came out, we all came back negative. Good. So we had my grandma, or we went to my grandma's house and had Thanksgiving with her. That's nice. But yeah, how did yours go? Oh, mine was fine. We, um. Yeah? Yeah, we, it was me, my parents work from home, so I try to be as cautious with them as I can because as I've mentioned before, I have my two retail jobs um, and then my sister works from home and her husband is a central worker. He works in a deli. So we try to be cautious with that. We try to, you know, not get sick. <laughs> so we try very hard to, to be as cautious as possible. So it was just the five of us. Unfortunately, my other sister couldn't come home from DC for this. We did Secret Santa. Did I tell you about this whole story? No, you said you were going to tell it to me now. Oh my God. Wait, so... Did you pick for Secret yes. Santa? So okay, what okay. we did was, because my other sister couldn't be here, we did an automated, like, text situation where we put our names in, like, a generator and it would text the person who they got. That's high tech. Yeah, it really was. And I had to set it up on my dad's phone, so all he had to do was look at it and see the name because uh-huh. there's no way he was going to be able to do that on his own. Oh, so boy. we could, and I could set it up too. So like my sister didn't get her husband or my parents didn't get each other, like that kind of thing. Right. So we get, um, and it's through a website. So whatever. So we get our messages and my dad is sitting next to me and he goes, oh, cool. You can send anonymous messages about the person's wish list. And we're like, yeah, I guess. A couple hours later after I'm checking my email 10 minutes after we had done it, I get an anonymous email asking me what I have my heart set on for my wish list. Is he fucking kidding? <laughs> so sly. So stealthy. We, I was like, wait, are you? Oh, he's like, what? What? And I was like, what? So it's just been a running joke this week. Then I'm just like, well, if I could just send an anonymous email every time <laughs> he does something. <laughs> he's like, just if you have your heart set on something. Oh my gosh. Yikes. I apologize in advance. I'm currently in the middle of a nor'easter and my shit is not soundproof. So yeah, you're going to hear some shit in the background and there's nothing I can do about it. Oh man. Well, do you want to tell us what you're drinking today? Oh yeah. I was really mad. I was really mad. I just went into the fridge. So excited to get a grapefruit beer. Oh no. My dad drank all of them. Even though he's the one that bought them, so technically he should be the one drinking them. But I was still pissed. (laughs) So I just went for my OG, my Yingling. Yingling? Because we didn't have any Stella. Well. What are you drinking? I'm drinking a classic seltzer water and vodka. Oh, I was going to say, we've had some interesting news the past couple weeks in, in the publishing world. Yes. Because... Simon & Schuster is being sold right Possibly now. Possibly sold. They're going to get sold. They're going to get sold. 
They're on the market. They're on the I'm market. Not say I don't know if that PRH. Been bought. I don't know if PRH is actually going to be able to go through with it though, because they uh, the federal federal government might look at it and say that's a monopoly. No, I think that they should say that, but I don't think they're gonna say that. I don't think it's gonna happen because of everything that's going on with COVID. But had if COVID wasn't a thing right now and this happened, I don't think they would have been able to go through with it. Yeah, but, I mean, I don't think they should. First of all, I remember when Penguin and Random House Were merged. two separate, yeah. Yeah, I remember when they were two separate beings and then they merged into one. It was, I think, 2015, 2014. Mm-hmm. And I was shook because Random House was, like, my favorite favorite publishing house at the time. And I was like, yo, what the fuck? Now it's not big six, it's a big five. Yeah. And now we're going to go down to big four? Yeah. I hate it here. Stop consolidating. Yeah. <laughs> Oh hey, you want to get started? I guess so. Just go right into it. I have n- nothing else to fuck around with, so. Okay, so I texted Alicia earlier this week and said I had a surprise for her for this episode. And her immediate response was, I'm scared. Which, not even two hours before, I had told my coworker that I had left a surprise for him. And his immediate response was, I'm scared. So... Okay, but you have to say the emoji. She used the, like, the de- smiling devil emoji. So, come on. Are you kidding? But, like, like at the same sus. time, it's like, am I scary because of my naturally aggressive personality or my height or a combination of the two? No, it was the emoji. <laughs> That's that emoji. I don't trust it. It's going to murder me in my sleep. So, you did something different last week with the classics, which I feel I like did. we would expect from me versus you so i did something a little more you this week than me i did the queen of tearling shut the fuck up okay melissa if you're listening to this shout out melissa told me to read this book i read the first two chapters and then had to return it to the library because i got busy with work So I'm so mad because now I'm not gonna be able to read this. Well, you can. Still, I would. I would definitely. <laughs> no, there's no point. I would definitely recommend reading it regardless because it's still a good book. Like I recommend you read all of the books we talk about, regardless of of all the spoilers that come out of our her episodes. <laughs> like when I like the silent patient when you did that one, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I've been thinking about reading that one. And you're like, never mind. <laughs> yeah. Can, well, that one is also like a mystery thriller, so it's like once you know the twist. Yeah. Yeah. But this one I could see it's like a it's a fantasy, so Yeah. Me and Melissa had a heart to heart about it on our trip to China. That's so funny because this book has been sitting on my bookshelf for the last Shut six the years. I almost bought that book when I was at Barnes and Noble two weeks ago. It's so funny. <laughs> I literally this has been sitting on my bookshelf for, for the last six years, have not had any desire to pick it up. My mom bought it for me for Christmas and I was like, Why? But okay. Let's I've heard great it. things. I hadn't heard nothing about it. Literally had never heard of it. Was like, mm, maybe you should give this a little Google. Let's see what's good. Apparently. Co- I was going to say the cover on that one, way prettier than the cover that I had from the from the library. Yeah, it's red. Yeah. Because it's the paperback version. I had the hardcover, mm. which is still nice. I just am a sucker for a red book. <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful. I love the gold foil. I would have loved this without the intricacy around the circle in the middle. I think it's just a little too much, but that... Oh, I like that. That's the minimalist in me. I'm very minimal about my design 
preferences. I literally can't believe this. I have, I think I even put it on my list to read in 2020. Uh, well, gander. tough titties. Now you're going to hear the story anyway. I'm going to, I'm going to look right now. Oh wait, it's at the bottom. I'm dumb. Yeah. And apparently in 2014, it was optioned for a movie starring Emma Watson. Yep, it's number tw- it was number 23 on the 30 books I wanted to read this oh, year. Oh, fuck you. You're up to, like, 65. You know, you've med- read more books than there are weeks in the year. Yeah, I know. That's My dad, disgusting. when I told him, I'm like, oh, I- I'm going to hit 50, I think, this year. He's like, you should try to do 52. So then it's like... One book got- a week. You did a- yeah, a book a week. I'm like, oh, I'm definitely going to hit that. I- I'm trying to hit 75 currently, so... Fingers crossed. I don't know how many books we've read this year. But I'm going to say, like, it's definitely less than 10. It's more than two. It's definitely more than two. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I, can't, I literally cannot. This is blowing my mind. I'd never heard of this book before Melissa mentioned I've it to me on the I've never heard of this book before ever. And then I was looking at my bookshelf because I was like, I have to do a book this week. I can't afford to go out and buy another one. Let's see what we got in here that I haven't read yet. And well, I was like. How many pages was it? 432. And I'm I did so it proud of you. in three days. I'm so proud Thank of you. Thank you. Actually, it was more like, yeah, no, it was like three days. If you count like the half day I read on Sunday, the half day I read today, it was That's like right. three days. They're good. Right, exactly. I read 100 pages last night. Like, Who is she? My dyslexic brain is on fire. That's also a, a joke about a one book? of the books that Melissa gave me. <laughs> was from the author brain, of brain, brain, on, brain fire. on fire it was from the That's author a good one it was from the author of brain on fire but it's not brain oh on fire. Yeah. Okay, okay 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 so let's actually get into this episode <laughs> yeah so first i'll explain the each character surrounding the first the main girl so we're right. following the story of princess kelsey the seventh queen of tear also she's also known supposed to be known as the marked queen and her foster parents are Carlin and Bartholomew Barty uh, Glenn. Yes. Um, her, yes. <laughs> right. Um, her birth mother was Queen Alyssa Raleigh, but they don't know who her birth father is. So that is, like, outlined in, like, literally the first little mini paragraph at the beginning of the first chapter. I think I do recall that much. <laughs> so... Kelsey is living in the woods in a small cottage. If I could fucking speak. (laughs) Mood. Kelsey is living in the woods in a small cottage with Carlin and Barty. So she's sitting in a tree, just hanging. And a small group of guards arrive to bring Kelsey back to the keep to be crowned as queen. The keep is like a single structure in the middle of the city, but it's also the castle. Okay. Got it. Yeah. And that's why I texted you asking if you've seen Game of Thrones. Not right. because of the that meme. three seasons. Yeah, not because of that meme. I looked up that meme to throw you off. It was because <laughs> I just want you to picture, like, King's Landing in your mind. And Winterfell. Okay. I could probably, I could probably fi- picture Winterfell. King's Landing, one. a little, like, it's like the, it's the capital. And that's what I imagine this capital to look like. And that's what I imagine the keep to look like, but, like, gray. Anyway, the men don't really trust that Kelsey is who she says she is because she looks typical, nothing like her mother. Her mother, uh, Alyssa, I don't know why I kept, when I was reading it, they spell it E-L-Y-S-S-A, 
And I kept thinking it was um, Elisa. But then my dyslexic brain was also reading it as Elsa. So (laughs) you got to bear with me with this one, okay? So she was described as tall, blonde, and like graceful, a classic tearling beauty. Kelsey is described as a darker complexion, taller, and a face charitably described as plain. I wish I counted how many times in this book they fucking refer to her as plain. (laughs) Sounds like Jane Eyre. Literally, like, every other page, they mention that she is plain looking. And I'm like, okay, and can we get a better description? What about her face is plain? They want you to know that she is nothing special. Yes, she is. Not that kind of girl. Sounds like a pick-me girl, but okay. She's not like every other girl. She's different. Because she's not pretty. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Sorry, my crown just fell down. (laughs) And that's not even an exaggeration. It's the crown I got on my 16th birthday. (laughs) Wow. What what a crown that is. It's plastic. Leave me alone. Let me have my moment. I don't think that would fit on my head. What? It it doesn't fit. I don't think that would fit on my head. It doesn't. It didn't fit on my head either. (laughs) So, as proof to show that she is who she says she is, she shows. She shows them the sapphire necklace she's worn since she was born and the brand on her left arm that she was given as a baby. CPS? Yeah. <laughs> ring, ring, ring. Excuse me. Hello? This book is like set way into the future. Like super duper into the future. But like right? medieval times future. So it's like twenty five, like 2,500. But then... They're like riding horses. So you'll understand why they are in a hot minute. But like they. This is set into the future. Like there are references to like Lord of the Rings and J.K. Rowling in this book. But you would think based on like the actual storytelling that this is like medieval times. Okay, now back to the actual story. (laughs) So they see the brand on her arm. They see the necklace and they accept it and they're like just get your shit together we gotta go (laughs) so they've come to take her back because she's just turned 19 and it's time for her ascension to the throne because every tier king or queen has gone on gotten on the throne by the on their 19th birthday so she realizes they're gonna take her whether she wants to go or not and she does not want to go Mood. Uh, but before she leaves, she says goodbye to Carlin and Barty, and Carlin warns her to stay vigilant now that she's officially being hunted. She's been searched for since she was a baby by her uncle, who is the regent, to try and kill her because he wants to stay on the throne. I do recall some of this. <laughs> her mother is long dead at this point. Carlin and Barty are going to depart shortly after she leaves for Petaluma, which I thought that was in Florida, but... Okay, Um, to hide for a bit until Kelsey can send for them. So I just sent Alicia a picture of the map at the beginning of the book. So she kind of has an idea of where everything is set. So Petaluma is like at the bottom of the tier link. So they're going to leave right after Kelsey leaves. Carlin tells Kelsey she's left a gift for her in her saddlebag and to look for it when she gets away from the cottage. So the guards escorting her to the capital don't really seem to like her a lot. I <laughs> thought it was racism because she's described as having a darker complexion. 
But then later on in the book, she says she sees the first black person in her life. And I'm like, nope, that's not it. Nope. She is just tan, apparently. Interesting. Yeah, it didn't really <laughs> make sense. But, like, it makes sense. Like, so, for example, the guards bring her a female horse while the rest of them ride male horses because they didn't think she'd know how to ride and, like, kind of assumed her childhood was just playing with dolls and doing her hair, not growing up in the fucking woods. So the backstory basically is that she was taken from the keep when she was one years old. Her mother, Queen Elisa, Queen Alyssa, I really should have written it with an A. I don't know why I did this to myself. But Queen <laughs> Alyssa was 28 when she died. Kelsey doesn't know how she died. And it was like a touchy subject for Carlin and Barty. So she just didn't really dig that deep with it, you know? So Queen Alyssa was known for being beautiful and that she didn't like to read. <laughs> what that was directly from the book that she did not like to read oh my okay okay <laughs> so her childhood was sad so as she's basically known for being a himbo <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't she be like a sh- sh- shimbo shibo? i i don't know what Herbo? Like, the, i don't yeah i don't know what the like comparative term would be but like she just she she's was a, pretty but she doesn't like to read exactly. add that to my uh, you can put that on my headstone pretty but she didn't like to read <laughs> so, I'll, I'll write that down with all of our other plans for when i die <laughs> yeah the murder mystery <laughs> <laughs> the casket that's gonna like you pop launch up. you up <laughs> yeah so her childhood was sad as fuck Carlin was not affectionate, and it was clear that Carlin was the one, like, in charge. And she had gaps in her history lessons because Carlin and Barty promised Alyssa they wouldn't teach Kelsey about her mother's mistakes. So Kelsey realized that she was deprived of a loving childhood because she was the heir to the throne. Why are you laughing? This is really sad. (laughs) It's the childhood trauma for me. (laughs) The mommy issues. It's the mommy and the daddy issues for me. <laughs> Literally. So the first camp of the journey, the men bringing her to the keep were her mother's queen's guard. So the captain, Carol, starts setting up camp and, t- and Kelsey's like, no, I can tie up my own horse. Who needs a man? So <laughs> Carol. I'm an independent ass bitch. <laughs> so Carol sends the mace to guard her. As she ties up her horse. And the, he's called the mace because he carries a mace. Which... I was literally thinking it was just like, it was like a mace. Like an animated mace. That's what I thought Like of. you know what a mace weapon is, right? Yeah, yes, okay. that's what I was picturing. Yeah, okay. Well, no, that's why he's called that is because he carries it. And so his real name is Lazarus. But like for the sake of this. Does this author have like a Bible kink or something? Like Bartholomew, Lazarus. <laughs> Thomas. Anyway, so she, she calls him Lazarus throughout the book. For the, making my life easier, we're just going to call him Mace because my life ne- always needs to be easier. So Carol also tells Kelsey that it was Mace who smuggled her out of the keep when she was a baby and brought her to Carlin and Barty. So at this point, the Mace is kind of a prickly bitch. Like, he just has an attitude, and it's really annoying. But he's also (laughs) my favorite one by the end of the book. 
So it's like, I identify with him as also being a prickly bitch, but like, so she goes. What's his sign? What? What's his sign? Oh, good question. We don't know. He's very like withdrawn, very much like the bad boy in the corner, like, but like also like you want him to be your dad kind of thing. It's a weird. So he's like kind of like emotionally constipated. Yes. Yes. That's it. So, so (laughs) she goes to her tent and looks for the gift in her saddlebag and it's an envelope inside is now, this is the part where I get confused because later on in the book, it's referred to as a, another sapphire necklace, but it's, mm-hmm. at this point, it's referred to as an emerald necklace that's identical to the sapphire. But then it, it gets referred to as a sapphire, and a sapphire and an emerald are very, very different. Yeah. So, like, different. continuity error, I don't know. But that's what it's referred to. So, for the sake of that, it's an emerald and a sapphire necklace. So, she wears the sapphire already. She found an emerald in the bag. There's no letter in the envelope, but holding up the envelope to, like, a light, she notices the words, the word careful, like, written on the inside of the envelope. Mm-hmm. So, each heir to the throne has worn the sapphire, and it's known as the heir's jewel since the mm-hmm. day they were born. So, that's why she's always worn it. So, uh, Kelsey grapples with understanding why Carlin kept so many secrets and wonders if Carlin was someone... That was supposed to be, like, of importance in her life. So now we meet the Queen's Guard. There are a lot of them, so I only really wrote down the names of, like, the most important ones and, like, refer to them by right. by name because too many characters don't want to get you confused. Right. So most of them were in her mother's old Queen's Guard, and they were sworn to silence and loyalty to Alyssa, and that's why they're there is that they promised to bring Kelsey to the keep after she died. Most of them are in their mid-40s at this point, and she notices that some of them are kind of hot, and she wonders if her mom picked her guards based on looks, which, like, okay, fair. (laughs) Oh, my lord. What can you expect from a himbo? Yep, right? (laughs) What do you expect? So, she meets Penn, the youngest and the newest member of the Queen's Guard, who had never actually met Alyssa... But joined when he was 14, and he's been in training ever since. Child soldiers? What? Yeah. So, also, side note, they keep referring to Kelsey as a lady, and it bothered the fuck out of me reading this. It wasn't, like, my lady or, like, my lady. Like, it was just lady. Like Lady in the Tramp. It just, ugh, like, they just, like, it seemed so disrespectful to me that it wasn't, like, my lady. It was just lady. Like, I call, a per- I call a woman lady when she's pissing me off. Right. So, Penn tells Kelsey that they're being tracked by hawks that have been following them since they- the guards left the keep to get her. So, the, tr- the hawks are trained to, like, follow people. Mm-hmm. So, it also suggests that her uncle has been getting help from the Red Queen. The Red Queen is the queen of... I'm gonna try real hard to... The s- Queen of Hearts? Oh my god, that would have been so funny. But no. The queen... I'm gonna try real hard to get this right on the first try. The queen of Mort Mesny. Mort Mesny. I think that's right. For the sake of making my life easier, it's gonna be the queen of Mort. Because I don't feel like... But that's also, like, what they refer to, like, their citizens as, is Mort's. Got it? (laughs) fuck okay okay so there's like no background on who she is or where she came from she's kind of just like 
popped up out of the, the ground and was like, I'm here. Let's do right. this thing. And right. she's been ruling over the country for over a century. That's fun. Interesting. So the hawk suggests that the Caden um, is following them. And that's a group of gifted and deadly assassins. And the number of guards that are with Kelsey are not going to be able to take them down. Essentially. Great. So Carol announces because they're being tracked, they'll probably have to split up. They're not worried about her uncle. He wouldn't actually kill her himself. Like, he'd hire someone else to do it. So they're not worried Mm -hmm. it's her uncle following them. She, so they're all sitting around the campfire. They're all, like, kind of drunk as skunks, except for Carol and Mace. And she asks the guards about her mother, and they all shut the fuck up real fast and, like, refuse to say (laughs) nothing. Like, they they won't say anything. Because even though she's dead, they made a vow to, like, always protect her and her memory. Which, like, you can talk all the shit you want about me after I die. No matter what, I'm still gonna haunt your kitchen cabinets. Like... (laughs) Typical himbo. (laughs) What can I say? They want everyone to just think they're beautiful and did nothing wrong. I can attest to that. I know one himbo in real life, and he would agree. (laughs) And Kenny would 100% agree with being called a himbo. So, she asks them if they know who her father is. And again, they don't answer. So, after this, Kelsey kind of admits that growing up, she had fantasies of her mom coming to the cottage one day and, like, rescuing her and taking her away with her. And she always imagined Alyssa as, like, this great queen. So, she asks the soldiers, or not the soldiers, the guards, um, more about the Red Queen. And Mern, 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 I think this is how you say it. It's M-H-U-R-N. Like, come on. You don't put two consonants together like that. Apparently they do. Anyway, he says he believes that the Red Queen is a witch. And it's like a rumor that that's that's what she is. So then they go on to tell the story of the Mort invasion. So Kelsey's knowledge of it is that 20 years ago, Mort entered Tyr and just slaughtered their way through the country. They got all the way up to the gates of the keep and then just turned around and went home. What? That is not normal. So, Mern tells a tale of just, like, pure slaughter in this village by the Mort. Um, His friend and his daughter... His friend, his wife, and his daughter, that little family, were living in the village. And they tried to escape. And they... I believe they murdered the wife and tied the daughter to, like, the back of one of their carts and, like, dragged her for, like, days. Yeah, it was just, like... Soldiers assaulting women, dead babies, you name it. It probably happened. The mort just, like, sliced through tear, the tear. So, now, and then it cuts to the Red Queen wakes up from a nightmare about Kelsey, realizing she's still been alive after all of these years. Right. And she's been anxious to find her, but has never been able to. She also has a slave in her bed, and he starts snoring. She like, she's like woke up and like went to the window and is just staring out over her empire like Darth Vader and she's got like the slave <laughs> in her bed. So she gets irritated that God forbid he would snore. So she has her guards come in and remove him from the bed and then sent to the labs to have his tongue uvula removed and just for good measure have his vocal cords cut. <laughs> what the fuck? And That's I only not normal sis. I only kept that part in to like show like how 
savage she is for the record she gives no fucks no fucks she's killing you if you piss her off (laughs) oh we have that in common i'm just kidding i would never (laughs) (laughs) she's gonna straight up murder you be like bitch you're in my way dead so kelsey wakes up with this blue light emanating illuminating excuse me illuminating the tent oh my gosh she is elsa it's kelsey not Alyssa. i know but she's like elsa yeah so it's coming from her sapphire and the thing was hot like on her chest like hot to the touch and she's like what the fuck is happening like i don't know and she's like trying to like stop it like in case one of the guards come in so she hides it in her like turtleneck even though the the sapphire has like a tendency to just pop out whenever the fuck it wants just like and she goes outside to quite the commotion carol has decided it's time for them to split up after seeing another hawk so kelsey has to put on pen's armor his cloak and take his horse to disguise herself and she goes with Mace while the rest ride off in, like, opposite directions to, like, confuse the hawks. Um, and then they'll all meet back on the lawn of the keep. And so her and Mace, like, take off. And a hawk ends up following them. And the hawk, like, swoops down and a talon catches and, like, rip, cut her neck. And it was blood everywhere. Um, and then Mace, like, rides up next to her and just takes the thing out with his mace. And he just has, like, dead blood, dead hawk blood on his mace for the rest of the book. Oh, that's true. I don't think he cleans it ever. Oh, so, that's unsanitary. Regardless, the Caden find them and attack. Kelsey can't fight for shit. She's kind of just standing there, like, uh, like, holding her neck, bleeding. And Mace is only, but only one man. And, like the boss bitch he is, takes out four of, all four of them, but ends up getting, like, injured in the process. So, a group of riders, like, come up, and Kelsey thinks it's more Caden, but they actually end up taking her and Mace prisoner, so they're not Caden. Like, they're, the Caden is, like, assassins. They would just kill them on the spot. They're all wearing masks, but the leader is wearing, like, a Harley Quinn mask. Do you know what- Is this the purge? You know what this looks like, though? Yeah. I didn't. I was like, why is he wearing- I don't understand. That's a very visible mask. Let's not gonna hide anything. And then I looked it up, and I almost died. Those masks fucking terrify me. The Joker mask. Nope. Mm -mm. Mm. So one of them goes up behind Mason, knocks him unconscious, and then like schleps him over the back of the horse. And they have to cross over a river to get away from the other Cade that are coming to finish the job. And they have to use like magic to like separate the river so they can get like through. Right. So she ends up passing out the first time of many throughout this book from blood loss in her neck. So she wakes up with her neck stitched very neatly, very professionally done. And her clothing has changed. She's been given a bath. The grease in her hair is gone. She's mm-hmm. living for it. But the second necklace is now in the possession of the man that took her prisoner. Then she blushes. Now, this part pissed me off. <laughs> she blushes when she realized he changed her clothes. And this motherfucker goes, you needn't worry. You're far too plain for my taste. <laughs> Was that necessary? No. That's what I talk about when they, I'm like, plain. She's plain. Let's, come on. The, the source.com is there for a reason. Oh, so he shows her that he has the necklace and outright says he knows she's never worn it or wouldn't have ha- allowed him to like pick it up or hold it. So like if she had worn it, it wouldn't, he wouldn't have been able to touch it. And it was mm-hmm. in the breast pocket of her cloak. 
So he's like, what do you know about the necklaces? And she's like, I know they're mine. (laughs) That's about (laughs) it. (laughs) She ain't wrong. So the man calls Alyssa a second-rate queen, and Kelsey's like, what the fuck does that mean, sir? Literally. So she asks for his name, and he says she can call him The Fetch. Fuck off. And I was like, okay, that sounds appropriate since all men are dogs, but... Ooh. Ooh. Got him. So she goes, like, bro, I've lived in isolation my entire life. That literally means nothing to me. Like, what? And at this point, I'd like to point out, he took off his mask. So he's not wearing, like, the creepy mask anymore. Oh, no. So she, she sees his pretty face. Him. So she sees his pretty face. She has, like, a big, hot, hot steaming pile of crush on him. But now she can identify him. Now he's going to kill her. Well, so... Has she learned nothing? So he says the regent has a high price on his head. He's a real... He's a real thief, you know, on that Robin Hood shit. Only he keeps it all for himself. Like, he doesn't disperse it. He just steals from the rich. But specifically, he steals from the regent. Like, all the time. Like, he just slips into the keep and just fucks with him all the time. You know what? If you're going to make it that easy, maybe you deserve it. (laughs) Maybe it was coming to you. So he also told her that the Caden only just started looking for her after her uncle became, like, desperate to have her murdered and agreed to pay their high rates. If the Caden had been looking for her from the get, she would have been dead years ago. Which shows, you know, they have no qualms killing children. None whatsoever. So he tells her he won't kill her. Not yet, anyway. So they're sitting around with the rest of his band of merry men. And she sees one of them and admits he's the first black man she's ever seen. And I was like, okay, I'll give her this one because she's been living in isolation for so many years. But, girl, you need to get out, right? Yeah. So she finds out that the mace is, like, tied up and blindfolded in one of the tents. So she goes to see him. So she goes and asks him for answers, specifically what her uncle has done to the tearling. Because, by the way, these men are talking about him. Like, he's just ruined it. So May says, pick something and he's probably done it. And when she asks him to explain, he's like, no. Heart emoji. (laughs) When he refuses to elaborate, she just watches him as he slowly, like, wriggles his way out of the ropes that he's, like, tied up in. And she's like, that's really impressive. And he's like, I've been doing this for as long as you've been alive. Like, it's my job. So we find out that Mace has been in the Queen's Guard since he was 15. And I guess he's like in his mid-40s now. And that he has no family. So she tells Mace that she wants him to be the captain of the queen, her Queen's Guard. And lets him think about it while he tries to escape. <laughs> okay. So it's... Like I said, it's obvious Kelsey has, like, a crush on the fetch. Like, they're eating dinner, and she's just, like, poking at her food because she doesn't want him to think she's, like, a glutton. Like. Oh. Yeah, that's that's what I mean. Yeah. So they sit down and start playing poker. Mace is still tied up and blindfolded in the corner. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and they tell Kelsey she has, like, the shittiest poker face. Like, it's all on her face. So one of the guys tells the story of the white ship. And the white ship it's uh, sunk during the crossing, taking most of the American medical expertise down with the ship. There was equipment on the ship, and that's why the doctors were specific on that specific ship. And there was also life-saving medication on it. (laughs) It was the one thing William Tear allowed in the crossing. But it sunk anyway. 
birth control is st- is now available in the tier, but it's very like indigenous, and it's like if you take like eat a certain plant kind of thing. That's oh. what I mean by like they talk about like American medical expertise. Like that's why it's like in the future, but it's the beginnings of a country that has nothing. So it's medieval times for this country. So we get a brief history um, uh, from like the beginning to like that point. So the kingdom of Tierling was founded by William Tier, a utopian uh, who believe who like believed in like his dream of a land of plenty for all. The kingdom that they landed in was actually scarce of most resources because the British and the Americans didn't pick an ideal landing place. So there was no manufacturing. They were all farmers. And all the tier really had to offer were the, was the food and the meat that they raised. There's also a limited amount of lumber from the tier oak, but it's also the best kind of lumber. Like, it's the best wood because it's the strongest. So slowly the country became more poor and illiterate after years of difficulty trying to to find, like, the bare necessities in life. No pun intended for Disney. TM, 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 TM. Uh, So they had to buy everything from surrounding countries, which was not cheap. So the neighboring country was actually more fortunate, known as New Europe. They had... Clever. Clever, yeah. Doctors... They had doctors with centuries of European knowledge. They had masons, decent horses, and technology that William Tier had forbidden. Most importantly, it had a large iron deposit and some tin deposits, so they also had mining as well as army an army with better weapons. So at the tail end of the second tier century, a sorceress appeared. Oh. Wanting to rule new Europe herself. She murdered all the democratically elected representatives and their entire families. We love that. Anyone who resisted would most likely find their families dead and their homes burning. It took nearly Uh. 50 years for the population to, like, fall in line. But eventually, it became a dictatorship. And New Europe became Mort Messny. Mort Messny. Mort Messny. God damn it. Also known as the Dead Hand. Cute. Just, just girly things. <laughs> just girly things. <laughs> and everyone seemed to, like, forget that that witch had no name. And she just became the Red Queen. 113 years later, girl is still on her throne. After getting on the throne and everything kind of, like, chilled out, she turned her army into, like, machine. Like, they were, like, the scariest army. So, 40 years ago, she took over Kadir first, then Calais... As she moved out, like, out of her own borders. I was like, oh my god, we love colonizing. <laughs> Seriously? So they paid... They learned from the best. Yeah. I mean, they, it is New Europe. That's what I'm saying. So they paid tribute to Mort and all of, allowed the army to quarter in their homes and patrol their streets without fuss. She then turned her attention to the Tierling, and she met some trouble in the name of Queen Arla, Kelsey's grandmother. She refused all of the challenges and demands made by the Red Queen, despite nobles and God's church insisting she reach settlement with more out of fear of losing their land. The Tyr army was weak and badly organized, especially compared to the Mort army. So, you know, the Red Queen invaded, 
the Morts had taken the eastern half of the country by by the time Arla died. So when uh, Alyssa took the throne, she wanted to make peace with Mort, but she couldn't offer any tribute, even if she wanted to, because they, there was literally no money. Literally no money. So negotiations failed, and the Morts advanced on the keep in New London, the capital. These are such clever we names. We love it. Well, New York... I know, but it's still... Well, no, I'm saying New York is, is taken I know. from York. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know, so the, but it's still... Not like I think our no- name is so clever, but I'm just like, you're in a fantasy novel. Come on. <laughs> well, I prefer it because it makes my life easier. Try to read. Add a little spice. spice. <laughs> <laughs> so they got to the walls of the keep when Queen Alyssa finally made an agreement with the Red Queen. The treaty was later, the treaty was signed a few days later, and the Morts withdrew. Kelsey was feeling all warm and fuzzy with pride for her mama doing that thing and protecting her people. The Fetch wanted to know why she hasn't begged for her life, and she says, everyone dies, and I think it's better to die clean. She's a Gen Z. (laughs) She's like, I don't know, whatever. So, he tells her she has to pass a test, and basically... Asks her, what is this, the fucking troll under the bridge? Come on. So he basically asks her what she plans to do as queen. And she says she wants to look after the good of her people to educate them and give them medicine. To end wasteful spending, you know, the whole shebang. The fetch tells her she passed the test, but he holds on to the second jewel as collateral. And if she fails, he will kill her. So the next day, the fetch puts... Her and Mace on their horses and, like, sends them on their way. And, oh, like, a mile down the road is when the Mace was, like, allowed to take off his blindfold. Mm-hmm. So he's shocked to learn that the Fetch took off his mask in front of her. As the reason he's never been caught is that no one's ever known what he looked like. And See? he says that history has had a lot of outlaws, but none like the Fetch. He's stolen a lot of shit, mostly <laughs> from the Regent. And he first appeared, like, 20 years ago, which surprises Kelsey, because he seemed, like, much, much younger than, like, someone who appeared 20 years ago doing this shit, you know? Right. And he's like, would you betray him? And she's like, no. Because, you know... You just met him, I got that big fat ma'am? crush. You know? Gross. Love is a weakness. <laughs> <laughs> Love is a neurochemical con job. <laughs> So, the mace tells Kelsey about her uncle a little bit more, and how he's unmarried, but he set himself up with the harem of women at his disposal. Girls, do better. You want to be the girl who has a bunch of men at your disposal. Yes, exactly. We want to be Jada Pickett-Smith in Magic Mike XXL. That's it. Exactly. So, they ride into New London, and Chelsea... Chelsea... Squeeze me? <laughs> they ride into New London and Kelsey sees the big Arvath, or like it's that's what they call God's Church, like in the middle, blinding gold cross, you know, the whole thing. And you find out that William Tear had actually forbidden organized religion and would actually toss people off overboard for preaching on his ships. So <clears throat> glad to see that things have changed. And then you get this big, long-winded description of New London, and I picture, like, King's Landing, Game of Thrones, you know, that whole thing. So they get to the keep, and just see, like, a fuck ton of people just, like, hanging around, just, like, so many people. 
and she watches this woman scream and run after her toddler as they're, like, pushed into, like, this big thing. I don't know how, like, to describe it other than a cage. They pushed the toddler into a cage. Wow. She, the woman is pulled back by her hair by her husband and she's pissed. So she looks at Mace for answers like, bro, we, he finally relents and you find out a shipment once a month of 250 tier citizens is sent to Mort, or the capital of Mort. The people are chosen by law. Human trafficking. Who? This is another level. Just wait. Just wait. The people are chosen by lottery, even though the men of (gasps) God's church, like the priests, finagle their way out of the drawing. So priests aren't considered. Of course not. If a family tries to flee, and they're, like, very, very likely to get caught, when they get caught, their entire family is forfeited in the next shipment. Oh, my god! Since the families are so large, the parents have to sacrifice one to, like, save the rest if their kid's name gets picked. So she realizes that this is how her mom had made peace in the Mort Treaty. That this is what Tierling had to offer was its people. But the lottery was not part of her mother's system. It was made by a man named Arlen Thorne, who's just chilling at one of the tables, you know, handing people their death sentence. And while she's on the horseback, because everything in this book is on horseback, (laughs) she feels like the sapphire starting to burn her chest. She knows she has to do something. And she turns to Mace like, what are we going to, like, what do we have to do? Like, we have to do something, but what? So Mace, like, raises up his open hand. And then closes his fist, and immediately, Kelsey is, like, surrounded by the rest of the Queen's Guard that all, like, got to... Because they were all supposed to meet on the keep lawn anyway. So, Kelsey realizes that Carlin had known about this, and specifically mm-hmm. didn't tell her. And that's when she makes her decision then and there to just, like, end the whole thing. So, she asks me what the cages are made of. Mort iron, but the wheels and the undercarriage are made of tear oak. And that is when she decides to set them on fire. Oh my goodness. I love to see it. So, cut to Javel, and he works as a gate guard for the keep. His wife had been picked in the lottery six years earlier, and a lot of his parts of the book are just him recounting his missing his wife and basically binge drinking to forget that his wife was, like, taken from him. Mood. So, a voice calls out from the crowd, and it's, it's Mace, who announces the ter- return of... Queen Kelsey, and he looks out and recognizes, like, all of the Queen's guards surrounding her. He had actually tried to get into the Queen's guard, and they, like, turned him away, and that's how he ended up on Mm. the gate. So, people start shouting and begging her to give their family members back, like, they'll do anything. And, like, the boss bitch she is, she just holds up her hand to silence them. And then she's like, open the motherfucking cages. Arlen Thorne gets up and approaches the group, and a little background on him, he grew up in the gut, you know, not a place you want to be. Doesn't sound very pleasant. Raised by not very good people. He crawled his way to the top, if you want to call it that, to be the most profitable slave trader in Tyr. So Arlen rejects her as queen and insists the queen has been dead for years and demands proof. And like the sassy bitch she is, Kelsey goes, your name, sir? And he tells her that he's the overseer of the sentence. Census. So she holds up the sapphire, uh, which Thorne dismisses as anyone could put that on a child and claim they're the queen. So May steps up and is like, "We are the queen's guard. We va- like we know it's her. Watch your fucking mouth." 
So Kelsey looks at the soldiers who are guarding the cages and goes, you work for me. You're in my government. Open those cages. And the soldiers look like children caught between two divorced parents. Like, who do I listen to? (laughs) And she's like, if you don't open those cages, I will behead every single one of you for treason. Do not fuck with me. So they eventually listen to her and let the the people just, like, pour out of the cages. She then turns to Thorin and tells him he's responsible to get every single one of those children back to their families. And he's like, okay. <laughs> and then, like, runs away. He's like away. a toddler yeah. who's just told off. Like, just, like, stomps his foot and runs away. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, everyone's super excited. God save the queen. Javel is shocked, but he wants a drink real bad. So, Mood. back to Kelsey. She looks at the woman who had run off after her child and, you know, was, like, pulled away by her hair and mm-hmm. decides to make an offer to the women in the crowd. We love women supporting women. If they'd like to work for her, they can come and live in the keep. Their children will be cared for, schooled, everything. Like, they'll never have to want for anything. All they have to do, they can just follow her into the keep. And she tells Mace to keep an eye on the husband. So two Queen's guards just, like, stand in front of him as the wife follows Kelsey into the keep with his with the kids. Like, go and, like, try something. Do it. Because he's pissed that the wife is leaving them. And so, and then as they're walking into the keep, they set those motherfucking cages on fire. In the distance, the fetch is watching with his merry group of men and is pleased to see her display. But he knows that Thorn is going to be trouble. Uh, so he sends one of his men, Alan, to get real cozy and keep an eye on Thorn. Oh, I thought you were going to say to, like, murder him. <laughs> Damn. Well, so f- from her... Sh- <laughs> From her shouting, like, from her shouting the announcement to set the cages on fire, it, like, ripped open her neck wound again. So she's bleeding, oh, like, the uh, entire time as it happened. So as soon as she gets into the, the keep, she passes out again. Oh, my gosh. Girlfriend. Girl is going to be anemic by the end of this book. Let me tell you. <laughs> so she wakes up in her mother's old bedroom and is put off by the empty bookshelves and the amount of frilly pillows. And she, like, realizes how vain her mother actually was, like, after looking at how bad the room was, in her opinion. Himbo. Because she was a himbo. Yeah. So, Mace comes into the room, is glad to see she's, you know, alive, and tells her that she needs to be crowned ASAP. And by a priest from God's church. And she's like, is there no way to do it without a priest? Like, and he's like, no. No one will believe your queen if it's not from a priest. And she's like, oh, fuck. Okay, if it's going to be the, if it's gonna be a priest, you got to get, like, a really meek one. One that's easy to control. And he's, like, on it. <laughs> so she tells him she needs a bath, she needs to eat, and she needs a dress for her coronation. So Mace brings in her lady of chambers, the woman from the lawn, Andalee. That's her name. So she's half tear and half mort. Which gives Kelsey, like, pause. So she has to ask her, which are you? Are you Mort or are you Tyr? And she goes, I'm Tyr. And she makes it clear the only reason she's there is because she offered her something for her children that, like, she could not refuse. That, like, she was there for her kids. She also said she had a vision two nights before the lottery that her daughter, if her daughter was on that shipment, she would have died since the girls were more likely to die than the boys on, like, the way there. Right. Or she would have been sold for menial labor until she was old enough to be sold to a a pedophile. Um, If she wasn't sold to a pedophile from the beginning, because 
Mort is cool with that kind of thing, you know. I do not see it. So. I am looking away. That, okay, Red Queen. <laughs> That's gross. So, Kelsey agrees to keep her on as her Lady of Chambers. She asks about books. She loves, because she loves books. Carlin had this huge library in the cottage. I think she said there was like over a thousand books in there. And she's surprised to learn that there hasn't been a working press in tier since the landing era. She tells me she wants someone to go back to the cottage and ret- retrieve Carlin's books since Carlin probably had to leave them behind when she left for Florida. I'm sorry, Petaluma. <laughs> and I need to look up if Petaluma is in Florida because then it's just not going like to be... Petaluma, Florida? I feel like that sounds right. Nope, it's in California. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> so... We also find out that since Carol hasn't returned from the journey, like he wasn't on the lawn, he hasn't, Mace thinks he's dead, obviously. So Mace requires her to wear Penn's breastplate for the coronation to keep her safe, even though it hurts her boobies. Because it's like, it's a man's breastplate. So like, they don't account for the space of big titty bitches. So on their way to the coronation, she asks Mace if her uncle will try to kill her. And he's like, yeah, probs, but he's not that subtle, so we don't gotta worry about that. So they enter, like, the assembly room, and it's really long, and you have, like, rows of nobles on the floor. Like, not sitting on the floor, but, like, on the, f- the ground floor, because then above it has, like, um, viewing rooms, so more people can, like, fit in right. kind of thing. So she's, like, mm-hmm. so boxed in by, like, the queen's guard. And she sees her uncle sitting on her, the th- her throne, which no one was supposed to sit in after her mother died. But right. she's not surprised. It would have been hands-on sight for me if I saw someone Same. sitting on my throne, just for the record. <laughs> He's also holding a woman, uh, a rope around a woman's neck, and she's just sitting at his feet. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah. So again, she has to prove that she's queen with the scar and, like, that whole thing. Oh, my lord. And the priest tells her she needs a crown because you have to do, you need a crown for the ceremony. But the crown has conveniently been missing since her mother's death. Of fucking course So she looks around in the crowd, sees a noble just like wearing like a headpiece, like a crownish mm-hmm. headpiece. And she's like, that one. Mm-hmm. And one of the queen's guard just goes over and like fights the, fights it off the woman's head. Oh my gosh. And then goes, here you go. So the the very quiet, like, shaky old priest, Father Tyler, appears and begins a coronation when all hell breaks loose and she takes a knife to the shoulder blade. Oh my a man is on her in a second and she takes the knife that Barty had given her and she's always carried in her from her boot and just shoves it into his ribcage, effectively killing him. Like the first just man she's him. ever killed. Just wow. savage. So, after the Queen's Guard takes down the Regent's men, because they know it's the Regent's men, Mace wants to pull the knife out of her shoulder, and she's like, not till I have the fucking crown on my head. That's right. And also, you're not supposed to pull it out. Well, because he's like, you're losing too much blood. We have to sew you up. That's why. Wouldn't that stop the blood from, like, I have no idea. Isn't that what they always tell you? Not to take it out until you're, like, with a medical professional? I have no idea. Listen. (laughs) None of this makes sense. So... (laughs) When asked, this is fantasy. Yes. When asked if she'd act for the kingdom under the laws of God's church, she's like, "You worry about your people. I'll worry about mine." Next. <laughs> so she's crowned, and immediately tells her uncle to get off her fucking throne. Like, do not. Like, you're not get up. And he doesn't move. 
and she's like get up get up so he gets up and she's like you have a month to clear out of the keep after that it's ten thousand pounds on your head and when he's it's on site bitch (laughs) when he gets up i love this part when he stands up kelsey is shocked that he's shorter than her (laughs) we love a tall queen it's like yes so he tells she tells him to drop the rope and immediately behind her mace is like drop the rope and he's like she's mine and she and he's like like, no no excuse me squeeze me you drop that fucking rope so he drops the rope and he gets mad and leaves and then Mace and Penn have to carry her out of the room, like, in a chair, like, hold. And as they're walking out, it was so sweet. She goes, oh, my God, my crown is starting to fall. And Mace is like, not if I can help it. And, like, they hold her against, like, a wall and, like, fix the crown for her as they, like, carried her out. And I was like, oh, my God. That is so sweet. It's all about the crown, baby. It's all about that, baby. The jewels, the gowns. Oh, my God. I am Alyssa. Mwah, mwah. <laughs> So, we find out that the scar on her shoulder is what gives her the nickname, the Marked Queen, because it just gets, it's such a big knife wound. Oh my gosh. So, she, like, passes out for, like, several days because of all the blood oh loss. Again. So, Thomas, he's the regent and her uncle, he wakes up to find that his shit has been raided by the Queen's Guard. All of the gifts that he's received from, like, nobles and the Red Queen. All of his fine art that's, like, apparently very ugly and not, like, fine at all is has typical, been repossessed. That's, like, typical rich person shit. Yeah, like, they're, they like, have, have no art that taste. look good. Yes. So, it's, and his harem of women are all gone. It's all been <laughs> repossessed. All gone. No. So, then we find out that Thomas had arranged three previous abortions for Alyssa before she decided to keep Kelsey. Yeah, this is getting so wild. Yeah, she's getting hardcore. She was like, "I want to make sure I know." (laughs) He is the bad guy. So we find out William Tell, William Tell, William Tear, William Tell is Lauren Conrad's husband. He has nothing to do with this. (laughs) William Tear was a socialist whose dreams, like, basically died after the landing, and fully ended after the assassination of Jonathan Tear. That is when, like, the Raleigh line took over the throne. And they basically said, now they're just as bad as any European monarch. And to quote the book, specifically says, too much intermarriage and too little education. And I was like, why you gotta come for the British royals like that? Goddamn! (laughs) Mood. (laughs) Because I'm pretty sure the queen and her husband are cousins. I'm just saying. Uh, Yeah, I don't remember. I feel like that is, like, I feel like that's something that I've heard. Yeah. But I don't remember. So, Father Tyler... Um, determines that the tear didn't need a queen devoted to God. It needed one devoted to its people. And that the church has just become too invested in its greed and want for gold. So he's summoned by the Holy Father and tasked with becoming the keep priest at their chapel that was built in the keep. And giving, we- like, he has to give weekly reports to the Arvith. And you get, like, this whole background on Tyler that, like, I'm just not going to go into, like... Mood. Too much time. Listen, this is a 400-page book. We're working with what we got. So, <clears throat> Javel gets a note from Thorne telling him to meet him at a bar in the gut. So, they're sitting at a table. Thorne spikes Javel's whiskey with poison and tells him an offer, makes him an offer he can't refuse. Thorne tells Javel he knows his wife was taken in the lottery, and he tells Javel he knows where she is. And if he helps Thorne, Javel can get his wife back. Oh, no. 
and oh he's like how do you know he's like i know i'm all knowing i have the third eye oh, like stop please fuck out of here he didn't say he has the third eye but he's all knowing he was the fucking slave trader that gave her away like i suspect he's one of those businessmen that keeps very thorough thorough uh documentation of everything so all he needs is a gate guard to not ask questions at the right time he doubles over in pain and he agrees to do it so thorne gives him like the antidote for the poison that he gave him right this is all happening while kelsey is passed out just to make that clear oh my lord so the girlfriend you need to not pass out all this shit happens when you do so the red queen realizes the shipment is late and it's giving her a headache so she gets a letter and it's not good Basically tells her the shipment is not coming. <laughs> so Kelsey wakes up to find her wound tended to and is immediately like, let's get back to work. No rest for the wicked. So she's looks through the Mort Treaty to find any loopholes and everyone was telling her there were none. And there were none. So she notices that the Red Queen didn't even sign her name. She just wrote the Queen of Mort all over it. So like that was a little peculiar yeah, I'll say. Uh, it stated that Tyr was required to provide 3,000 slaves per year, divided into 12 equal, equal shipments. At least 500 had to be children, and at least 200 of each gender. She did the math, and that's 48,000 Tyr citizens in the 16 years it's been signed. What the fuck? So the lottery came after the signing of the treaty. So they originally sent convicts and the mentally ill, but those like make for poor slaves so the red queen was not happy so the census bureau was created by the regent and that's how the lottery like came to be Uh uh-huh so now she has an audience with a bunch of different people we meet uh venner and fell her arms masters who are not happy about having to create a sword and body armor for a woman much less teach her how to fight god forbid she's like if you don't do it i'll find someone who will so either keep your job or get fired literally then her uncle comes in for an audience and basically wants his shit to shit back like he really just demands that he gets his shit back and yeah good luck with that she's like no he claims he can be useful for her but he wants his best slave back the one that had the rope around her neck and kelsey's like nah she's she's happy here she's chilling and the region is like bullshit she is but the that particular woman hears all this going on and she comes into the audience room and then sits down at kelsey's feet giving me life because that's what he would want her to do for him was Mm -hmm. sit down at her so she mm, love i love when we put men in their place she tells him he has three weeks to vacate the keep before the price goes on his head so he storms out all huffy and puffy and roly and pulley and you know like that (laughs) So, next she meets her treasure, Arliss. So, Mace tells her Arliss is a bookmaker. And she goes, I thought you said there weren't any books left in the tier. And he starts laughing and he goes, no, a bookmaker. Like, he places bets for people. She's like, you're bringing me a bookie to be my treasurer? (laughs) He's a crotchety old man that is after my heart. I love him. He is so fucking funny. He, the first thing he asks her is who her father is because he has a bet on it and he wants to know how much money he's going to make. Oh my Lord. (laughs) What an icon. And so he's like, yeah, we can, he's like, basically tells her that they're fucking broke. The kingdom is broke, but selling her uncle's valuables will make them some decent money. 
He also tells her that the sapphire in its matching necklace probably came from Kader uh, because nothing that nice has ever come out of Tear or Mort, which is probably why the Red Queen wants them so much. Oh my gosh. Damn. Just slam your own country. Yeah. So He's all about that hustle, baby. Yeah, he really is. Gotta love him. He's my favorite. He's literally my favorite character. So two weeks later, she's training and Venner basically tells her she carries too much extra weight, a.k.a. she's fat, and that she low-key sucks at fighting. (laughs) (laughs) Me, if I ever got trained to fight. (laughs) Because she's carrying, she's wearing, like, the, she's still wearing Penn's armor, and she's really slow, and he's like, well, maybe if you didn't have all that extra weight, he would have been executed on site. Sir, you're just giving a girl a fucking eating disorder. She's like, I guess I'll have to talk to the cook about my diet. And he's like, yeah, you should do that. Yeah. Increasing my diet. Bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Try me. Mace comes in at the end of her training and tells her he wants her to have a personal bodyguard after the coronation attack. She agrees as long as it's Penn. And he's like, good, because Penn would have rioted if it wasn't him. (laughs) (laughs) So they talk about the Mort chief of police and uh, Mace casually refers to Carlin as Lady Glenn to Kelsey's surprise to find out that not only was she royal... She was good friends with her grandmother and her mother's governess. Uh, And Carlin never fucking mentioned it. Of course not. Also, since we're going over Carlin's little history, Barty was Queensguard in his time, but Kelsey knew that from, like, the beginning, that he was, like, in Queensguard. Okay. So she goes to her room for a bath, and Andali is waiting for her with, like, a fresh towel, and she has, like, this look of fear in her eyes, and Kelsey's like, uh, what's, what's up? Mm-hmm. what's going on and, and dolly's like i don't know but something bad's about to happen can't can't tell you and at that point kelsey's like i can take baths by myself like you don't need to be there like doing that right. stuff right so while she's in her bath she closes her eyes while she's like washing herself and the sapphire like starts burning on her chest so she like jerks open and above her is a man dressed in all black with a head covering oh. what the fuck? and he's holding a knife to her throat and is like make a fucking peep i dare you He's like, get up. I want, I want that. I want the, the, the necklace. So she starts like fumbling with the clasp, like trying to bide her time. And she notices like a hole in the floor, mm-hmm. which would lead to like one of the millions of secret passages that this fucking pl- keep probably like has. So Andali yeah. knocks on the door and asks if everything's all right. And Kelsey's like, yeah, you can come in and help me with wash my hair in a few minutes. And immediately Andali knew something was wrong because she knows Kelsey doesn't want help. So right. if Kelsey's saying that, something has to be wrong. So the guy really wants a sapphire and she's fiddling with the clasp, anything. So Mace, like, runs in. Like, Queensguard, like, storms in and he only lets Mace in. And he takes the queen and, like, has the, the knife to her neck. Mace is, like, trying to figure out how to get her away. Well, he's, like, the, the assassin is, like, pulling on this sapphire, trying to get it off. And it's just cutting into her neck. So finally, um... The, the sapphire flares and legit murders this guy without leaving any mark on him. Damn. Like, he just blows back and is just dead. So, the rest of the Queen's Guard rushes in and Andali gives her, like, a towel to, you know, modesty, cover her up. And Mace is like, Pen, you're never leaving her side again. And Pen legit runs over and just stands in front of her. Oh my gosh, a simp. We love to see He's like another, like, there are so many good characters in this. So Mace jumps down the tunnel, 
like to no surprise of the rest of the guards, the rest of the guards like pull off the assassin's mask and it's actually a nobleman. Oh, fun. Yeah, that's just dead. Um, so while Mace is down there, he finds that the passageway is only one that he and like the rest of the Queen's guard would really know about, which means there was a traitor in their midst. <gasps> so and Dolly's like, homie, you gotta get back in the bath, you're bleeding. <laughs> like you're covered in blood again. So Penn, for real, just turns around and faces the wall because he's not allowed to leave the room anymore. Like, he goes oh wherever she goes. Oh, my Lord. And Aunt Dolly apologizes and said she saw something coming, but didn't know what it was. <laughs> I was like, you're fucking useless. Home- <laughs> Homie, come on. Ja- uh, Javel has another meeting with Thorn. In attendance is an- another nobleman, a priest, love to see it, to Caden and the pickpocket Alan. He's Fetch's guy that's, like, in there under the radar. Mm-hmm. So Thorne knows that his plan failed, and he's like, don't worry. You know, my guy on the inside, he'll get us in. The Queen's Guard that is on the inside. But he has a backup plan. And so he right. leads them through this warehouse that he owns. And in this large room are newly built cages for them to start collecting people again. Bitch, did I stutter? <laughs> So there's like, you could fit about 25 to 30 people per cage more if there's children and Javel is just like sick and, but all he can think about is getting Allie back and that's all he wants. Allie is his wife. I don't think I said her name earlier. So now we also find out Thomas Raleigh, uh, Raleigh has left the, the keep with three mercenaries and he's heading for Mort, heading for his queen. His, and again, I, I, I'll always add a little tidbit that I love and relate to. His thighs chafed from rubbing against his pants that were too tight while riding horseback. And I was like, listen, that's Same. relatable for some of us. Why you got to come for him and his fat thighs? All right. <laughs> Thick thighs save lives. The fetch catches up and takes out Thomas's three mercenaries that were like guarding him. And Thomas has a flashback to having sex with the Red Queen because everybody in the kingdom knows that they slept together. And she asks him who Kelsey's father is, but he wouldn't tell her. That's, like, the one thing he kept to himself. Interesting. Yeah. So the fetch agrees that if Thomas tells him everything, he'll give Thomas, like, a painful death. Thomas agrees only if he can see the fetch's face. So he takes off the mask, and Thomas is shocked and says, but you're dead. The fetch replies, only on the inside. (laughs) Gen Z icon. I was crying <laughs> because I related to that way more than I should have. So Especially this week. So he tells the fetch everything, but it's not actually like told to us. It just is like Thomas tells the story in the greatest detail that he's ever, yeah, that kind of stuff. Right. You know, setting up book two, basically. Father Tyler meets with Kelsey and she agrees to let him into the keep on the condition that he doesn't try to preach to her or convert her. That they turn the keep chapel into a school and that he come and that and if they do all this, he can come and try and convert as many people as he wants. She doesn't give a fuck as long as she's not one of them. So then she ha- does another audience with the people. Ugh, annoying. So then Lady Andrews happens and she basically first shows up with a gift for the queen and it's a silk, this deep blue silk dress that is definitely made to her uh, size because it's like two sizes too small for the queen. (laughs) 
And oh my god. She has Arliss sitting in the corner, like calculating how much money they're gonna make off from selling these ridiculous gifts. Right. And Lady Andrew is, is like, Well, what are you gonna do about the Mort invasion? Why didn't you send the shipment? Like my I'm a nobleman, like, I have to think about, like, the people, my tenants are asking questions and blah, 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 blah. So in her, like, mind's eye, she sees Lady Andrews during the first Mort invasion, and she sees that her door, her the doors to her castle are closed, and she's, mm-hmm. like, just watching from the window as, like, everything happens. Mern steps forward, the one that had told her about the queen in the beginning. So he steps forward and is like, I remember you. I was one of your villagers, and during the first Mort invasion, we all, I was banging on your door with the rest of your tenants, begging for you to let us in while you just stood there and watched, whereas I know Kelsey would let everyone, she would cram as many people in here as she could, and open her doors to as many as she could, if it meant keeping everybody safe, so don't stand here and talk shit with your stupid fucking face, and she gets all red and, like, huffy and puffy, and then she, like, and Kelsey's like, you can leave and take your dress with you. And, like, throws it after her. And, like, <laughs> she leaves. So after the audiences, Kelsey's having dinner with Penn. And they're talking about Andali. And you find out that Andali's, like, the rumor around the neighborhood. And it's, like, a well-known thing that Andali's husband had an affinity for younger girls. Oh. And that his daughters were his victims as well. Oh, no. And she's just, like, disgusted. And she's like, I don't know, like, how I'm going to fix all of this. Like, it was just so, like, so much on her. And Penn, so she asks Penn, like, what her her reign is even going to be. And he's like, it's going to be built on justice for, like, everyone. And so she's, like, pleased with that answer. She goes to bed that night and she has this another vision. And she's a villager. And suddenly she's hearing screams outside and... Her son is, like, lying, sleeping in the bed next to her. Other son is sleeping in a crib. And these people come in and tell her, she's like, we gotta go. Like, let's race to see who can put on their cape and their boots faster. And, like, all of this stuff. So these men come in and one takes her baby son. And she's like, no, please. And they're like, you have to come with us. So they get their stuff on and they get put in the cages with the rest of the town. The husbands of the village were all in New London selling wheat and things like that. So there were no men in the villages. It was just the women and children. So it was easy right. to just take them. Mm-hmm. So she wakes up and is like, we have to go. We have to go. And Mace is like, Mace and um, Penn are like shaking her awake. And they're like, no, it's just a bad dream. You just have to go back to sleep. You'll be fine. She's like, no, like, I know what I saw. We have to go. And they both try and like pull her back to bed. And she like, with the power of like the, the sapphire, she like blows them back and like knocks them <laughs> into the walls. And she's like, we got to go. I'm not going to say this again. <laughs> So he's like, fine, but we have to wear tier army uniforms so nobody suspects anything. And he's like, you're going to have to cut your hair so no one, like, thinks anything. And Dolly comes in and chop, 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 chops off all of her hair. And they go riding off into the night. Oh, my Lord. So none of the Queen's Guard, like, believes, like, what she saw, like, actually happen. Like, it just isn't a thing. And she feels the crystal, or nothing. I keep calling it the crystal, the sapphire pulling her, um east so anytime she went in the wrong direction it would get really really hot and it would cool down and she was going in the right direction so she's like i know what i'm doing like this this is real this is happening and so all the queen's guard are like pissed at her for making them go then finally they catch up to the cages and they are eating their fucking words so where they meet is between these two mountain ranges that once they make it over and, and 
like over the hill, they're in Mort. Mm-hmm. And they'll have the, like, the Mort army waiting for them on the other side to like escort the cages. So they have right. to make a plan to safely get everybody out of there. So they have her archer go and take out four people before they put out the fire. Because this is all happening in the, like, the dead of night. And they put out the fire so they can't see anything. And so they all start fighting it out. Pen, Venner, her arms guy, and Mace all stay with her to keep her safe. They're all fighting it out. The fetch shows up and is like, you're doing right by your people. You're doing the right thing. And he like touches her hair and he's like, why did you do that? That was the only thing that made you plain. Oh my lord, shut the fuck up. I'm sick of this word. <laughs> so he gives her back the other jewel and he's like, you, you've earned this. This is yours. So she... As she's, like, putting on the other jewel, Thorn gets a torch and lights it so we can see. And then sets the cages on fire with the people still in them. And then runs away. And oh so Lord. Javel is, like, had enough. And he grabs an axe and tries to, like, chop it down while all of these people are, like, basically getting set on fire. And she hear Kelsey hears the scream and starts running towards it. And with the power of these two crystals, god damn it, these two jewels, (laughs) she summons the rains down from Africa and just puts out the fires. Toto, is that you? (laughs) Like, she literally was like, it was just like a sheet fell and drowned them. Naturally, she passes out again. Oh my lord, girlfriend. (laughs) For a day and a half. Hold on to your consciousness. Yeah. She wakes up and... Javel is, like, is being held prisoner by the Queen's Guard. Though, like, he outwardly was just, like, he surrendered. He told us everything, like, what was happening, all this shit. And she had seen him, like, trying to chop down the cages. So she's like, I know there's something good in him. It was just that he was driven by something else. And that's when he tells her about Allie, his wife. And so then she's like, no, we're gonna put, like, he's not a traitor. Like, he, we're just gonna put him in the dungeons. We're not gonna kill him. And all the Queen's Guard are like, what the fuck? We wanted to kill him. Oh my. So then we find out who the traitor amongst the Queen's Guard is. Is it me, Jesus? No, Mace, it's not you. Is it me, Jesus? No, Pen, it's not you either. Is it me, Jesus? Mern? Is it me, Jesus? It was Mern. <laughs> Mern had a heroin addiction. And being that Thorn ha- is like the overseer of sla- like the slave trade, of course, he's on the black market for drugs too. Oh my gosh. So you find out that Mern, his family was also attacked in the Mort invasion and his daughter like was taken and basically dragged away by the Morts. I think she was like nine or 10 years old and they didn't find her until like days or weeks later and her body was just like covered in bruises and she was like left in a hill or like a, a heap of leaves and it was just like devastating to him and he lost his wife. And so he turned to the drugs to kind of forget about it. And Mace was like, we never would have taken you in if we knew this shit. Like, psychologically, you cannot be here. No shit, sure. And Mern was like, that's why I didn't fucking tell you. Yeah, literally. So she lets the one of the guys give him one last dosage of heroin to get these answers out of him. And then she kills him. She (laughs) slits his throat. Then they toss him on the fire and say adieu to the border 
and they start heading back towards New London. And on their way to New London, horse comes galloping at them and they see it's like a man and a, a child and they're like, halt, who goes there? And the man comes down and he's like carrying his little boy and he's like, I know you were the one that saved those cages. My wife and my son were in those cages and he's Caden. He's wearing the red cloak and everything. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you saved my family's life. And like normally the Caden doesn't have families. And if they do, it's like a secret thing. Right. You can call on me if you ever need anything. I will be there. I will have my brothers there. Like those, those Caden that were working with Thorne were working alone. Like we never would have approved something like that. And he's like, you saved my fa-. like so he kept like reiterating you save my family i will right, work for you right. if you ever need it and he like bows and mace is like the caden don't bow to anyone like that's huge so he gets on his horse and he goes away and then they camp for the night and while pen is asleep she can't sleep so she gets up and goes over to mace and he's like well i'm gonna be having words with pen for falling asleep when <laughs> leave him alone <laughs> so mace puts in his resignation and she's like the fuck you are no you're not lies and she's like if you try to do that again i will not hesitate to kill you okay no and i'm not kidding she's like i will kill you if you try to try to quit again so then we find out that carlin and barty are dead at this point the whole book she's been asking for them where are they like why haven't you sent for them he's just been like we're looking for them i don't know and they found she found out that the queen's guard that mace had sent to get the books got there and Barty and Carlin were still in the cottage, their bodies at like their dinner table. They had tea in front of them and a bottle of cyanide on the table. So they had planned after she left. Like this, that was always the plan was just to, they weren't going anywhere. They were just going to bite the bullet. (laughs) So she's like, we cut to the red queen and she's just having a terrible day. So she tells one of her servants to go and bring her a boy of eight or nine years old and drug them heavily and bring them to her chambers. Oh, my Lord. And so she lights a fire and asks this fire lord, if you will, what's going to happen? Like, should like should I invade Tyr? And the fire lord is like, no, sis, you better not. I will come for you. I will hurt you. You do not touch the Tyr queen. And he, like, threw a fireball at her. I swear to God, this is not Avatar. He threw a fireball at her and, like, burned her hip. Prince Zuko? Could never be him. It would be his father. But... Be nice to Prince Zuko. Yeah. So, he's like, you can't... You don't... Do not invade Tyr. That is not the right move. Do not do it. And he's like, where's my payment? And she, like, points to the bed. And he goes and sucks the blood out of the child as the payment. Yeah. Excuse me? Excuse me? Yeah. That's that's how that happened. So then it cuts back to Kelsey and the Queen's Guard is like, Kelsey, like there's a commotion going out on, going on out on the lawn. Something's going on. And she goes out to the balcony and she's like, what is that? And they go, it's Thomas's head, her uncle, her head, his head on a spike And it was preserved somehow by, like, some sort of chemical so that it's, like, stuck in the ground and it's just his head on a spike. Vlad the Impaler? Is that you? What the Mace goes, that's a lovely lawn ornament. (laughs) All right, sir. All those people out there, uh, the Mace turns to her and goes, this is where your mother used to make announcements from because she didn't like to go out into the people and do it. So, like, they're waiting for you to say something. And she's like, I don't have 
any announcements. And he's like, uh, <laughs> make some shit up. Head empty. No thoughts. <laughs> he's like, well, make some shit up. I don't know what to tell you. So she announces that even though she is Raleigh in blood, she was raised by Carlin and Barty. So her new name isn't just, she's not just going to be Kelsey Raleigh. She's going to be Kelsey Raleigh Glenn. And she's going to be a Glenn queen. And her children will be Glenn children. And this will be a Glenn reign. It won't be Raleigh anymore. And the people go, ape shit. And she goes, wow, they're really easy to please. And Mace is (laughs) like, no, they're not. And like, that's where the book ends. Oh, damn. Yeah. So sudden. Yeah. (laughs) So that's how... That's the Queen of Tearling. And now I want to fucking download the other ones on my iPad. How many are there? I think there's three. Oh, okay. That's that's good. Trilogy. Yeah. I love trilogies. Yeah. I can get behind a trilogy. Yeah. So now you can read the other books. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> no, she won't. <laughs> Listen, I have a schedule and I have to stick to it. But aren't you proud of me? I did a fantasy before the end of 2020. I am proud of you. Yeah. Honestly, I thought you were going to, I thought you were doing a nonfiction. Again? Well, yeah, because you haven't um, done a book in, a, in like a couple like weeks. weeks. Yeah, I really haven't. Because we did like the the Wilder Girls, which was like pre-recorded yeah. way back when. And then we did some, you know, cases. Yeah. Yes. So but... I thought it was going to be a nonfic. Yeah. But now I'm back on my bullshit. Of books. My book bullshit. For some reason, I thought this book was about fairies. I don't know why. I Probably because Tearling is, yeah. like is like a fairy thing. Yeah. All I could think but, about yeah. was the Cruel Prince. I was like, damn. Oh, The second, or the, the um, like, companion book just came out last week. I got it. Of course it's beautiful. I read it in one day. Of course you did. It's, a, it's not a very long book, but How many pages? Beautiful. Uh, I think it's maybe, maybe 200. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, now I can say, yeah, that's like not a very long book after reading a 400 page book in three days. (laughs) I just finished Legend Born by, uh, Tracy Dion and it was great. Mm. It was fantastic. So. I have a whole list of books right next to me that I need to finish. That's not going to, no, no. Happen. I'm I'm currently rereading uh, the Heroes of Olympus series by Rick Riordan. The That's Percy Jackson I'm... series, the second one, Heroes of Olympus. Oh, I'm sorry. There's a difference. I'm sorry. Isn't that gonna be Disney's redoing that? Isn't it? Yeah, they're redoing. I'm so excited. They're redoing the first series. I don't know if they'll they'll do the second Is it, one. Do because... you know if they're doing it as movies or as like a Disney Plus thing? No, no. Yeah, it's a show. Ooh, that that that's gonna be good. I'm very excited. Very, yeah. Very excited. But High yeah. School Musical the Musical the Series is coming out with a holiday special on the 11th. I know. Trust me. Me and my friend I'm, Janelle. I did not know you watched that. Oh yeah, I was watching it uh, like as they were being released. Oh last my god! Year. So like, was I. Episode was... To episode. I would I would listen to it at work sometimes. Yes. Uh, it was number four on my list of albums of the year from Apple <gasps> Music. <laughs> oh my gosh! Right behind. My ocean music for when I fall asleep <laughs> and Dua Lipa and her album. Mine was uh, Folklore was number one. Of course it was. Oh, and then two Jonas Brothers albums were in my top ten, which I was really proud of because... Love that for you. And it was like, they're older ones. It wasn't even the new one. It was... The new one's pretty fire, too. Yeah, the new one is, but it was it was um, Lines, Vines, and Trying Times. Oh, it's a great fucking album. Yes, it was. 
And um, Burning Up. Another <laughs> great one. So I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I can't believe you did a fantasy. Oh, like a basically, a basically YA fantasy. Yeah, I mean, the they cursed a lot in this book, which I was surprised by. Like they used the c like... word and everything. Oh, yeah, they said that with their whole like, chest. Is that a? They did. They, the the <laughs> character that said it was one of Thomas's um, mistresses, and she said it with her whole chest. Damn. <laughs> I think this book. I don't know when it was uh, published, but it's twenty fourteen. I think it was. I was going to say, I think it's semi-recent, like within the last, yeah. Ten years. Five, six years. <laughs> right. Um, and I feel like recently, within the last two, three years, mm-hmm. YA has been more venturous with their swear words. Yeah. Yeah. So, but how exciting. Mm-hmm. Maybe I will read the other ones. I probably won't read the first one. Yeah, no. Until, until I read, like, the other two, because that's usually how it goes. Yeah, I would say read some of it just so you can get like a picture of the landscape or just watch rewatch a couple episodes of game of thrones and you'll be fine <laughs> perfect yeah because yeah. literally uh, that's all i could picture was like game of thrones like setting in my mind but then with like the make it add a little spice of the hunger games add on top spice on top of it so <laughs> oh boy all right Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Bookaholics Pod and our new Instagram at Bookaholics Pod. And where can they find you? You can find me on Goodreads, Alicia Reads 13, or on Storygraph, Alicia Reads. And you can find me on Twitter at HBI Cheska and on Instagram at Francesca Hope. And we'll see you for the next one. Bye.